Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got such an interesting show today. I know everybody's going to love it because we're going to be talking about inner light and grief, and it's really going to be a cool show. So you want to introduce our guest today? Sure, Mom. And like you said, we're going to be talking about how to find your inner light after loss. And that is such an important thing. And we're going to be talking today with Shelly Buck and Kathy Curtis. They are the co-authors of the book, Leave Your Light On which talks about the journey of Shelly's son, Ryder, who had cancer and then went on to die in an accident. Ryder's story has inspired people worldwide. And we are actually, he was a singer songwriter, and we are gonna hear a song at some point in the show today, which is called Leave Your Light On. So welcome to the show, Kathy and Shelly. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to have you both on the show today. Well, I know you're, you were friends. Shelly is Ryder's mother. So tell us a little bit about Ryder to start with, Shelley. Well, Ryder was born with a special light. I say he's an old soul, always was intuitive, insightful, very calm, unlike anything I expected when I had a little boy. And then he grew into this light-filled being that, and he spread this light, through his music and his friendships. Uh, and ultimately, um, he clung to it while he was going through his, his cancer treatment. He was, he was very spiritual and did a lot of seeking. He did a lot of reading. Um, he adopted the ways of many cultures as far as um, life and spirituality and uh, even death. Um, he was studying that because he was facing his own mortality. Uh, we didn't have a lot of conversations about death because I didn't want to give it a foothold, right. but I know that he thought a lot about it because he did a lot of writing about it. So he went to the Musicians Institute, right? Yes, he did in Hollywood. Now, is that a uh, after high school program? Yes. He did a little bit of bouncing around to different colleges, but when he really dedicated himself to his passion, which was his guitar and his songwriting, he found that Musicians Institute was probably the best fit for him. And so he had a band. And yes, he, he did. And while he was at the Institute, he went through his cancer? Yes, he did. Um, he, had to put, he had to put school on hold, obviously, for nine months. And then he was declared clear and we celebrated and he went off to Bali to study music there and the culture there. And um, he came back and had a few months clear and jubilant and doing gigs, um, just shining this light that he had grown so um, intensely during his treatment and then beyond. Um, And then he was hit by two cars when he was walking home from his broken down car on the freeway. Oh my gosh, yeah. Pretty ironic that he, made it through, fought through his cancer, 
you know, recovered from that and then dies in a totally different way. Yes. Yes. He sounded pretty amazing. And he does sound like an old soul. He sounds like so existential in at 22, you know, he was that he was, oh. he was uh, you know, profound. And um, I think about all the lessons that he's left as a 23 year old. Mm -hmm. I mean, people, you know, search their whole lives and don't get to where he got to. So when you're talking about how ironic that he died in a car accident after having made it through cancer, I mean, it's really hard not to wonder if it was just his time. How many years has it been? It's been um, just seven. He died on the on the 27th of October. Shelly and I met when we were 12 and we've been best friends throughout our whole lives. So, you know, while she was out in California following her dream of working at Disney and building this magical life, I was building a career as a writer, but also I was very interested in the way that creative outlets like writing are, are healing. And for 30 years, I've been leading people through programs that help them address cancer and heart disease and, and death. And I mean, kind of, there's nothing, there's no topic it won't touch. So by the time <clears throat> Ryder passed and Shelly was encouraged to turn her journal into more of a narrative, a story, um, she called me one day and said, oh my God, where am I going to go? I have no idea who to go to, to help me write this book. But, you know, I'm told I need to make it into a narrative. And, and I just, I don't know if do I have to go to New York city and how will I know if they're going to, you know, and I'm sitting on the phone thinking, well, I know somebody <laughs> that could probably do this for you. And it's somebody that knows you really darn well. So anyway, I, I stepped up to that and I said, you know, how about me? Let's talk about the piece of music we're going to hear right now. Well, Leave Your Light On is the first song writer ever wrote, which is ironic because it's got legs. It has um, turned into the title of the book. Um, it was really his mantra um, as he grew. It became more than a love song. It was really about how he lived his life. So leaving his light on and, and fighting for that light. And, and you've taken some of his music and made uh, albums out of them? or We have three CDs. They were all produced posthumously, but they, we had writers singing and playing his guitar for several of them. And the first CD, Leave Your Light On, uh, is all writer. And then the subsequent CDs were, were made with a couple of songs that Ryder sings, but mostly his youngest brother and his middle brother also sing Ryder's parts. Let's hear Leave Your Light On with Ryder Buck. Rolling out with the tide And girl, you're all that on my mind, leave your light on, baby. 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 You know my loving's free. You just leave your light on for me. Wow, that was amazing. That kid has got a lot of energy, and wasn't it, Heidi? 
Yeah, it's very inspiring. I mean, I, you know, he really lived a full life and very optimistic from everything I've heard today in that song and, and talented. Mm -hmm. So tell us about, I know that you talked to some of his friends and things and that there's some spiritual aspects of this. So which one of you want to take that on for, for us? Well, I'll start. We, um, at his service, his celebration of life service, we put out cards for people to write down memories and how Ryder had affected them. And we got such rich stories. Um, there was even one girl who was considering suicide mm -hmm. and said, you know, Ryder really walked her back from that. His whole attitude and philosophy on life um, wore off on her and she just found the light and the love uh, in, then in life. Um, we also had friends who, we had one friend who receives messages from the other side, um, and like faxes in her sleep, and then she'll wake up and transcribe it and send it to me. Wow. Um, How about you? What have you received? Oh, wonderful, um, dreams where he showed up and I would call it more of a visit than a dream because it, it stays with me. Um, we were in Bali. This is a great story. We were in Bali after Ryder went there. We went the following year to follow in his footsteps. And there was um, a poster with a Rolling Stones sticker on it, which is my favorite band. And he was coming to love them. And we took that as a sign. And I turned up the radio in the van and there was a Rolling Stones song playing. So I left the, the radio playing and the next song was Dust in the Wind. Mm -hmm. And we had taken some of his ashes over there to spread. And the next one was, um, what if God were one of us, just wow. a stranger on the bus. Mm -hmm. And we were all in tears by that time. And the last song was, I feel good. Yeah. So I took those as very direct messages from Ryder. Mm -hmm. Kathy, yeah. I wanted to ask you in um, reviewing his life and thinking about it, and I know you've had your own experiences with your mother's death. What, what's your thought on people communicating and what abusing? And uh, I know you have things in the book. And well, I I definitely believe that we continue that we you know we leave our body behind, but that the energy of our spirit moves on and. When I've led programs, and I was a little bit wary when I started leading writing programs for people going through grief, I was a little bit leery about talking about that because I had the same kind of profound, like just, just you know, heart stopping things that happened that made me feel that my mother was continuing to communicate with me. But what I found is that everybody that came to my program had them too. And they were hungry to talk about them. And they were hungry to kind of dive into that and really figure out for themselves what that meant. And so I am, I believe that no matter, you know, it's all a mystery. None of us are going to really know the full truth of everything until who knows when. But in the meantime, there is a healing power in making that connection. When it shows up, acknowledge it. When it comes into you, embrace it, allow it to be part of the way that you heal and go forward and it will change you. 
You know, what impresses me right now, Heidi, when I hear Kathy and Shelly talking is what a support Kathy had been to you, Shelly, because sometimes people just blow off what we say and our experiences and, and she there is validating them for you while you're, you know, telling your story and all that kind of thing. So a lovely thing, isn't it, Heidi? Yes, I love this friendship over your lifetime. I mean, it's been amazing. And who, and like you said, it's like, who would have ever known? I mean, Shelly was looking for the perfect person to partner with and it was no further than her best friend. You know, I mean, it's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So Shelly, mm -hmm. seven years in our world of grief and loss and particularly of a child is not a long time. Mm -hmm. No, but it feels sometimes like an eternity. Yep. Um, it both feels short and very, very long because every day without him is a marker. Um, and so I work very hard at keeping him close. Yep. I talk to him and I, I communicate with him. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what are some of the things that helped you get through well, most especially, it was the light that Ryder continued to reach out with. Um, I, I got messages, and even without the messages, I could feel him. Um, we did, uh, we put a bench up on his favorite mountaintop. We established a scholarship in his name for musicians at the high school. Uh, we did a lot of things to commemorate his life. But most especially, it was his light that got me through. Mm -hmm. I love that, that wonderful light. Talk about the light. This is the presence of Ryder and the lessons that he left behind to really pursue our own passions, our own bliss, and live them fully, because this is what he did. So uh, I, I took a lesson from him and just tried really the hard stuff was getting up every morning in the beginning. But then I, I tuned in to, to Ryder's spirit and without any particular, a special connection, I just thought about how he would, how he, what he would say and how he would live every moment. And he was always saying, chill mom and be <laughs> in the moment. I love so. it. You're you're honoring him by living your best life. Exactly. I, I, I love that. And I love that he was so present focused. And I'm sure that's because he had had great adversity and appreciated every day. Yes, he did. He even said something as we left the hospital the last day. He said, Mom, look at how beautiful the dew on the grass is. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you are really getting it. You mm -hmm. really are appreciating the little things in life. Tell me how uh, people get a hold of you to get involved in your writing programs and all that kind of thing. Kathy Curtis Inc. and that's um, I-N-K is my, my website and I have my books and my programs. I have online programs. I do one-on-one -on -one work. Reach me. Okay. All right. And how about you, uh, Shelley? Where can people find you and the things that you're doing? Well, writerbuckmusic.com has a contact page. 
and also links to purchasing the book. That's Ryder with an uh, with a Y, R Y D E R, and um, I can be reached directly through that email program. Um, you can also find the book at leaveyourlightonbook.com, but Ryder Buck Music has pictures and videos and more songs available to listen to if you're interested in the background of Ryder. All right. Well, thank you both for being on the show today and for thank all the you. great things you're doing in Ryder's memory and, and celebrating friendship. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I love that Ryder continues to be your guiding light. And uh, he sounds like he definitely left a huge mark and still is on the world. So thank you today for sharing him with us. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everybody for joining us today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.